Sometimes don't you just need a quick moment of inspiration? Or maybe you just need a moment of caffeinated contemplation to reflect on life? That's the idea behind my weekly Coffee with Nicoa espresso shots. I'll be sharing short jolts of inspiration in each clip in addition to my longer Coffee with Nicoa interview episodes. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an espresso shot or a full-length Coffee with Nicoa interview created just for you. Good Monday morning to everybody. It's Nicoa coming to you with an espresso shot this Monday morning. This espresso shot is all about education. I actually had a, uh, I started to say coaching session, which I, I have those frequently, as you know. I am a coach and I have a coach, but I also have a therapist. And I was reminded this week as I've been doing work on my somatic awareness, my mind connected to my body. As I do this work, I was reminded by my therapist about the reptilian brain. So I just want to remind each of you a little bit about how the brain works so that as you go forth this week, you can give yourself a break and remember that sometimes your brain overrides your deepest heart's desires. But I'm going to give you a few tips for you to be able to overcome that, just as my therapist did for me, and I did a little homework. So here's your education, your espresso shot of info. The reptilian brain, right, where the amygdala is located in your brain, it's really responsible for your instinctual or automatic behavior. So it's Sometimes it's the things that you just can't override because it's natural to keep you safe. Historically, it is actually the the oldest part of the brain, and it's responsible for basic functions of your body, like breathing, your heart rate, the body temperature. And it's also for keeping you safe from tigers and bears. But we have evolved, if you will, over the centuries, over the millennia, and we now are still getting triggered by that part of our brain. Um, but we're not really afraid of tigers and bears anymore. We're afraid of things like what people think of us and mortgage payments and am I going to get fired or will I ever find a new job? Yes, that's what that reptilian brain is doing. It is the stress reactor. It's part of the brain that plays a really key role in processing of your emotions, particularly fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah, that's right, the FUD factor. Let me talk to you now about how we overcome that, because you have the ability to. And the more we talk about this and the more often you pause and reflect on what I am sharing with you, you actually are growing the prefrontal cortex of your brain. It's the newest and most evolved part of the brain. It's responsible for a range of like higher level functioning, including your decision making, your planning, your problem solving. And it has the ability to override the automatic responses generated by that reptilian part of your brain. And it allows for more thoughtful and deliberate behavior. Well, we've often talked about the most annoying thing about life, or I like to say most liberating thing, is that you are the common denominator here for the life you want to design and the life you're trying to experience. So if you have the have access to your prefrontal cortex, which you do, then you can actually intentionally get out ahead of your thinking and be more thoughtful and deliberate in order to change the behaviors that are no longer serving you. So let me give you an example. So imagine a person is really afraid of public speaking and their amygdala may be triggered by the thought of speaking in front of a group. Actually had a couple of clients the past few weeks who were super mm, anxious and having 
anxiety attacks around speaking in front of a really large group of people. And that anxiety and that fear is a natural response. It can lead, however, to avoidance behavior or turning down opportunities where they might be needed to speak or being asked to speak. Or maybe they simply just lose a lot of sleep and they're overly anxious and physically have reactions, and they may not even deliver exactly what they needed to be effective in their jobs. So with the help of the prefrontal cortex, when your amygdala is causing you to stress out about this opportunity to speak, it it doesn't even see it as an opportunity, then that prefrontal cortex can actually say, you know what, I'm going to practice I'm going to seek out opportunities where people can give me feedback. I'm going to move through the anxiety and gradually desensitize myself from the fear response. So you can practice and co-create ways to overcome that anxiety. But the most important thing you have to do is become the observer of you. So what do I mean by the observer? Becoming an observer of oneself, and you can put your hand over your head. I make this gesture all the time, but you're on a podcast listening. So imagine your hand is over your head and you look up. That's the true you, your inner being, or I like to call her my tipsy BFF. She's up there observing me. She already knows that I'm perfect as I am and that there's nothing that I need to change. She's there to cheer me on every step of the way. And how she does that is by observing my behavior. And then I have a relationship with her and I ask her, what am I seeing? What are we seeing? What do we want? How's what we're doing getting us what we want? So becoming that observer of oneself, not the gremlin on your shoulder, the judge who's telling you to be afraid, but the observer who loves you, it's really the opportunity to look at your behavior as essential part of developing a greater sense of self-awareness. That can help you shift your habits and override those historic tendencies. So by observing your thoughts your emotions, what are you making this mean, your behaviors, without judgment or attachment, we can then gain insight into the patterns and triggers that underlie our habits that are no longer serving us or that are causing us to have anxiety. And we can then begin to make more intentional choices that align with our goals and values. So I had another example, a coaching client recently that has a habit of procrastinating. And let's say that they really, and in this case, they really found that getting stuff done was challenging and could often cause a lot of overwhelming thoughts and paralyzation. By observing their thoughts and emotions when faced with the tasks at hand, they began to realize that they were avoiding the discomfort of the uncertainty or the fear of failure related to some of those tasks. But we only got there by observing What are we making it all mean and digging deep, doing like a root cause analysis? So with this awareness, they began to develop strategies for managing those feelings related to their tasks. And they really were able to break their tasks. Their strategy was to break their tasks into smaller, manageable steps and reframing their mindset to focus on the process rather than the ultimate outcome. They got a lot more done by incorporating those types of practices, and it helped them to shift their way of doing to a way of being that was more fulfilling and satisfying. By creating that deeper, greater self-awareness, they made some really intentional choices that were aligned to what mattered most for them. 
Some of those practices that they've incorporated include meditation, deep breathing exercises. They take many a whole bunch of breaks during the day. They're short breaks, and then they come back to the tasks at hand. But because the tasks have been broken down, it's a lot easier to tackle. Ultimately, the goal of all of these practices for them is to shift from a mode of reactive behavior to one of intentional action. So they actually look forward to doing the task. They feel like they're getting more accomplished every day because we broke it down into small tasks. And I ask you this week to think about where are you actually in a space of reaction from your amygdala, where you have fear, uncertainty, and doubt, And where are you able to get out ahead of it and observe yourself and really use that prefrontal cortex, that conscious awareness to become so aware of your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own behaviors, that you too can begin to make some deliberate choices that align with your values and help you find that greater satisfaction in your life. Through consistent practice and reflection, you can develop the self-awareness and self-regulation skill to a level that is by default and very much a life by design. So pause, observe, look at that inner being, that BFF looking down on you, have a lovely conversation with her or him and co-create some practices that will make your life easier as you move forward through the week. That's your espresso shot from Coffee with Nicoa. Please make some comments in the comment section. Let me know what you're thinking. And any of you want to share some celebrations around practices that you've applied from this or other espresso shots or coffees with Nicoa, please share them. We want to engage with you. Thank you for subscribing. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an espresso shot or a full-length Coffee with Nicoa interview created just for you.